welcome to Para Pods, City of Parramatta Libraries podcast where we discuss books, libraries and everything in between. My name is Nissa, and today I'm here with my colleague Sandra. Hi. Hello Hi. Sandra. <laughs> so the topic for today is short stories. Now short stories are usually considered to be stories that may be read in one sitting uh, they don't usually have a set length and they may be as long as, I guess, even novellas, but some awards actually have guidelines for what they consider short stories to be. For example, the Nebula Award for Science Fiction actually has a maximum length of 7,500 words. Uh, so that's a useful guide, I guess. But again, it's not an exact science. Um, short stories there, you know, like any other novel, uh, they follow a, a particular narrative, but they're quite concise in their form and therefore quite interesting to get through. Uh, Sandra, you were going to introduce the four uh, short story collections we're looking at today. I think we're going to do two each. So let us mm -hmm. know which ones we're doing. All right. So we've got a great collection of books here. And the first one that we'll be going through is Grand Union by Zadie Smith and published by Hamish Hamilton in October 2019. The second book that you'll be doing is Picnic in the Storm by Yukiko Motoya and translated by Asa Yoneda. I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly. And that was published in October 2018. And the third book that we'll be looking into is the book called Intrigo by the author Hakan Nessa. Again, I hope I pronounced his name correctly. <laughs> uh, published by Pan Macmillan in October 2019. And the fourth book that we've got here is Broken Stars, edited and translated by Ken Liu by, and published by Head of Zeus in February 2019. So, great collection of books. Indeed, yeah. So, Grand Union, um, tell us all about it. Sadie Smith, I've heard um, a little bit about her. I can't, uh, I don't think I've read anything of hers, but I understand um, she's a professor at NYU and she's uh, quite a well-known author. Yeah, so she's a British author. She's currently living in New York. And like you, I heard a lot about her and I was actually quite intrigued by what she's got to offer. Uh, so this is the first book that I've read by her. I thought it would be good because it's an introduction to her writing style. But uh, actually, I probably shouldn't have done this, but I looked into the room. <laughs> views for it first oh. uh probably not a good idea because uh, well a lot of the reviews were saying that it's probably not the best introduction to her writing style mm -hmm. not many people enjoyed it as much as her previous books so i'm thinking this is probably not a good introduction to her if you're looking to uh delve into the world of Zadie smith so if you do want to look into it, I think it's best to go back to her previous books. Uh, but she's, well, the books that she's actually published in the past that have been quite highly acclaimed have been Swing Time, You've Got White Teeth, The Autograph Man, On Beauty, Changing My Mind, and NW. Uh, Grand Union is her first book of short stories and it can be described as urban realism or speculative fiction. It's got 19 stories in the book and they're actually quite short. 
uh, 11, of, uh, 11 <laughs> of them are new, uh, and the rest have appeared in The New Yorker. So you can actually see some of these online if you'd like to get a bit of a taste of her stories. Uh, they explore a range of themes. They touch on gender, race, class, generational differences. Um, and they're actually quite short. I mean, you've got some that are only about six pages. Some of them are about 14. So you can get through quite a few of them in just one sitting, I would say. Um, they go through a range of voices. You never know what to expect, really. Um, the characters between the different stories, they vary so greatly that, yeah, you don't know, you can't really grasp uh the kind of personalities that she likes to write mostly about. I mean, they, they just vary so greatly. Mm. Um, there's a couple of the stories that really stood out to me. There was words and music, which I really enjoyed. There wasn't a strong narrative through it, but it was just so beautifully written that it showcased a, a mosaic of venues around New York City and it all involved music and there was an image of creativity and diversity that really took you through those streets and I really enjoyed that one. Um, another one that I could mention is The Lazy River. It's beautifully written. Um, it's filled with metaphors and symbolism. Uh, the story depicts a snapshot of tourists enjoying their vacation in a secluded oasis in a hotel in the south of Spain. Um, the all-inclusive hotel is frequented by British tourists keen to have an exotic holiday within the safety of their own little bubble of British culture. So it's kind of, uh, I guess you could say, Instagram culture, but not <laughs> that kind of superficial, just going there just to say that they've gone rather than to truly experience the culture. Um, and that one, you see themes of class and politics along with social media as well. Um, and another interesting one I enjoyed was Miss Adil amongst, Amidst the Corsets. So it takes you through the unique eyes and experiences of a fading drag queen brandishing her long-held resentments while shopping for corsets on the east side of New York. I really enjoyed that one. Actually. I love that title. <laughs> I know. Actually, that was the reason that I went to that one first. It was it was quite funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, like I like I mentioned, the stories and the characters are so different. Um, not all of them I found were as engaging as some of the others, mm -hmm. but uh, you'll find. Anybody could find something so to enjoy. I guess it's still worth it. Still it worth it's up. worth reading. I don't know if it would be a reread though. <laughs> uh, but uh, apart from that, I quite enjoyed it. Fair enough. That sounds intriguing, I guess, to say the least. Okay. Um, the next one is Picnic in the Storm. So as you mentioned, it is a book by Yukiko Matoya and it's been uh, translated by Asa Yoneta. I'm sorry, that was totally my mistake. I did not write down the publisher. I think the publisher is Corsair. Um, and the hardback of the book was published in October 2018. So Yukiko is a Japanese novelist and she's worked in theatre um, as a playwright, theatre director. 
And she frequently contributes to Japanese magazines, television and radio, so I believe she's quite well known. Um, Picnic in the Storm, interestingly enough, was published in the US as The Lonesome Bodybuilder. Um, Mm -hmm. And that uh, title, of course, comes from one of her short stories within the book. Um, Look, I found the two books that I'm doing, actually, both of them are translations, one from Japanese, this one, and the next one I'm going to do is going to be from Chinese. And it, it was quite interesting to read um short stories which i don't read as often as i should um that are translated because uh it's it's interesting even though it's in english you do get such a flavor of the cultures they come from from these little things like uh sometimes the names of the characters or things like i think there was a um, one of the stories they were talking some of the characters were talking about oh we're just going to like they were casually talking about going for a red bean shaved ice now, oh. that, that's, that to most of us, or I guess in certain parts of the world, we considered quite exotic, but I guess that's quite regular to go and do that. And someone else talked about, oh, I'm just going to grab like a cold roasted green tea from the vending machine. So that oh, re- from the vending from machine. From the vending machine. So <laughs> it's interesting when things like that really place you in a setting, like you can mm. imagine it because of that. Uh, and things like talking about creaseless eyelids and eyelids with folds. I mean, these are... Uh, conversations that I guess you don't have in a lot of um, uh, in a lot of other I guess based on people's appearances they don't because they don't have features that would revolve a lot of conversation around eyelids so it's not something that would generally come up so it's quite interesting to get a window into like this is quite normal having I guess a conversation about this mm-hmm. when for a lot of other people it wouldn't even be something that would occur to them so I, I found that pretty interesting um, so the the stories are actually They've got fairly ordinary, you know, settings with some sort of strange or unreal element in them. Um, So it's almost like a critique of reality through unreal elements. So it's mostly a very real situation, a very humdrum domestic situation, but then you might have uh, a very surreal element um, to it, which makes it quite interesting. And um, I think in some ways it's... I think it's meant to be a metaphor for going, moving towards freedom because whatever the story is, uh, you know, ordinary setting and then something strange happens and that somehow leads to the freedom of a character, which I found quite interesting. Um, most of the main characters in the book um, have characters that are very strong females, but the men are not depicted in a particularly strong light. So it's a very female gaze, I feel, uh, through which um, we get to explore the different worlds here. Um, so yeah, no, I, I just found it quite interesting to do not just like, uh, short stories, that particular genre, I guess, but doing it through translated, like a translated work so that you get to, um, see all of this. And I think it's quite important with translations that, uh, we be exposed to more and more of it because there's this whole wealth of, I guess, literature out there that's inaccessible to a lot of us because we can't speak the language mainly and by translating it you're you've just given access to people to so many more different points of view and stories so yes uh picnic in the uh in the storm little book uh it's not particularly big it's it's smaller than the usual size you've probably got about just over 200 pages so you know quick read interesting read um something a little bit different a little bit of a sense of um you know beyond normal or reality i'd uh, that so 
<laughs> that was my very quick introduction to Picnic and the Storm. Uh, that sounds very interesting. Mm, Intrigo. Intrigo. That, that sounds very intriguing. Now, uh-huh. moving on to Intrigo. Indeed. <laughs> so, this one is by Hakanessa. And fans of Scandinavian crime would recognize this name because he is one of the masters of, of well, Nordic noir, I guess you would say. Uh it's a riveting collection of some of his best novellas and short stories. Uh, taking a look at the book, it does look quite uh, intimidating. It's a huge book, 576 pages to be exact. It's, but once you get into it, honestly, you do not want to put the book down. It's one of those books that really engages you throughout each of the stories. And being mysteries you you just want to continue to find out more and more as you go through Um, he's one of sweden's most popular crime writers he has received many awards and uh, three of the stories in fact from this book have been made into films so we've got dear agnes death of an author and samaria and those films are directed by daniel alfredson and star ben kingsley and Gemma chan now the books, uh, sorry, the stories within this book, they're quite a bit longer than those in Grand Union, so they require a bit more than one sitting, I would say, about 120 pages each. They've got suspense and they envelop you in such a way that you don't want to put the book down at all. He's very talented when it comes to writing characters, I would say. Um, he's got a way of depicting things the dark side of human nature that really reels you in. Mm. Um, all of the stories are set in the fictional setting uh, city sorry, of Mardam, which I've seen rumours that it's actually based on Amsterdam, but mm. that's not confirmed anywhere. And each of the stories are connected by themes of secrets coming to light and lies being uncovered and people's past coming back to haunt them. And uh, <laughs> as you can tell, I really enjoyed this one. Okay. <laughs> so they're all told in Hakanessa's signature style of dark, oh, sorry, signature dark style. Mm-hmm. And there are so many twists that are revealed around every corner. Uh, one of my favorites within the book is called Tom. It's the first story in it, but... I enjoyed it more than the others, I would say, uh, even though they're all wonderful. It begins with a phone call to a woman in the dead of night from a man claiming to be her stepson, who, by all public accounts, had gone missing 22 years earlier. Now, I'm not trying to give away too much of this story, by the way, but <laughs> as the story continues, there are long-held secrets which are revealed and your perceptions of the characters are continuously challenged. Um, I found myself really being absorbed by the web of lies and the haunting details continuously emerging from the past. Um, Absolutely love that one. I don't want to say too much because there are so many twists in there that... (laughs) But I hope that's given you a good taste Mm -hmm. of that story at least. And the rest of the stories are similarly engaging and they're mysteries that will take you on dark adventures that you just don't want to end. Um, 
I highly recommend Intriga to any fans of crime fiction or if you're new to the genre of Nordic Noir, this will be a great one to start on. This Because they are short stories, you can get a bit of a taste of uh, the, the genre and it's written by one of the masters. So I think that's something that will really reel you in. Okay. Did you want to finish on your one? Yeah. You know what I wanted to say? Um, I have not read any Nordic noir, but I have watched a lot of of those sort of television shows and I've really, really enjoyed them. So I wonder what it would be like. Well, I shouldn't have to wonder. I should actually (laughs) read it. But it would be really interesting to to read a book because, um, yeah, no, the the television shows are just so fascinating. So Oh, yeah. There are a lot of shows that have been based on um, Scandinavian crime fiction that, honestly, you can really tell the richness of their writing style Mm. through it. uh, I find them more fascinating than a lot of... um, western crime shows i guess you could say yeah i think i think i have to say i'm in the same boat okay brilliant that one i can say for sure i will probably be looking at um okay so the very last uh book broken stars so this was this is a compilation of short stories that have been edited and translated by ken Liu. Um, so Ken actually writes sci-fi and fantasy, uh, including for the Star, Wars, the Star Wars universe. Uh, so Ken was born in China, but he moved to the US um, at the age of 11. So that's why he's got uh, that fluency in both languages to the extent that he is able to translate it. One of the best short stories, I'm still reading this one. I, I think, I, I mean, I definitely did finish Picnicking the Storm a while ago and I really enjoy that. Broken Stars, I've, I'm still reading it. Um, there are two stories that probably stood out for me. Uh, one is called, and my sincere apologies, because I, I did get some um, I did get some advice from someone about how to pronounce it, and I've promptly forgotten. <laughs> so again, my sincere apologies. Uh, Midnight by Liu Cixin. Um, so that's uh, C-I-X-I-N. So Liu actually won the Hugo Award for Best Novel, for the three body problem in 2015. Uh, and Ken Liu actually translated that for him as well um, in 2014, I believe. So the Hugo Award, for those of you who are, who are unaware, is considered the premier award in science fiction. So the author of one of the particular stories called Midnight, um, he has won this award. So you've got very well recognized um, people who have uh, contributed to this collection of short stories uh, there's also another one called the restaurant at the end of the universe uh, at the sorry <laughs> the restaurant at the end of the universe lava porridge by anna Wu, uh, and um anna is a writer uh, whose favorite writers are arthur c Clarke, neil gaiman jk rowling so it's it's really interesting to see these influences on um their writing and what i did i mean it's 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 not a small book it's a about it's almost about approaching 500 pages long what i do like is that each of the short stories at the beginning of it it has a page on the author of that short story and i I think that is really important when you're introducing people to literature from um you know uh, perhaps another country or an unfamiliar um you know language that has been translated to really properly introduce that by putting it in context having the author's like little bio over there about you know their influences whether it's you know um from their own culture or from western culture or from other cultures around the world 
that culture, that um, influence on their writing, um, what other things they have done with their life or their profession, the professional lives which has influenced their writing. I think that's really important to give people that context mm-hmm. um, as an introduction. So, um, yeah, look, there are the it's most of these stories. I don't know if I mentioned uh, they're sci-fi related. So um, these are sixteen stories from it's okay. The title actually is really lovely. It's got this sort of out of space beautiful um, i was going to say the cover is gorgeous (laughs) it's got this sort of out of space um picture and it says 16 stories from the new frontiers of chinese science fiction so it is short stories uh but science fiction ones science fiction isn't uh i guess a genre that i normally gravitate towards but i still found it quite interesting you know they talk about clones and parallel worlds um you know advanced machinery um uh, the one called Midnight, I think that was really interesting for the climate change themes it had. I really, really enjoyed that. I won't go on about the story because it's quite a short story and me describing it sort of ruins it. But Midnight definitely is one check, uh, to check out and it relates to climate change. And the other one that I mentioned, the one about the restaurant, that was quite interesting as well. And it goes back to what I said about, I guess, the one with the, chi- uh, the Japanese uh, translated book where you really get that flavour of the setting, like when they're talking about, in this one, Chinese cuisine and Chinese names and certain uh, Chinese practices. Um, So even if, I guess, you renamed everyone in a story and you translated it, you would still... um, you would still be able to identify that it is from a particular place just because even though a lot of stories are universal, some of the stuff that make them special are the little details about the context and you get that Mm. from these stories. So, yeah, so that was Broken Stars by... Oh, well, edited and translated by Ken Wu. That, that sounds quite fascinating, actually. It is, yeah. So don't, don't be put off if you're not like a sci-fi person because, you know, I mean, again, with short stories, don't have to force yourself to read them all. Read a few. Get a taste for it. You <laughs> it's know? not too heavy sci-fi. It's... It's, it's not heavy. Like, even the climate change one isn't. It's not didactic and preachy. And it's, it's not. It, but it has... It's rela- the story relates to that. So it is quite interesting because of that. So yeah, so I think that is us. So we've got, what, four different short stories books, um, two of them in translation, one of them, uh, two of them in translation, one of them, I guess three maybe, possibly, you know, let's say two slash three, (laughs) (laughs) one of them, you know, sci-fi related and, you know, um, one, I guess your one, Nordic Noir, you said. So there is so much within short stories you can, um, you know, enjoy, you know, a shorter version of the same great narratives that exist in other mm, books that's great for it. trying out new genres for sure absolutely actually that's a really great way to put it like if you're not sure about a genre why you know tackle a, a book just go for a short story collection you know try out a few, a few stories from there see how you like it and then make it the commitment to reading bigger books mm-hmm. and especially because i guess these days you know we've lost and some of us have lost the ability to really commit to like longer form like long form reading short stories i think still have a place where you can still enjoy something that's a bit more substantial than a BuzzFeed article, <laughs> but not as commitment heavy as, say, Hilary Mantel's latest. <laughs> so definitely uh, a way to think about it, I guess. So mm-hmm. I guess that that's that for uh, us and Sandra for yeah, this week, I guess. Um, yeah, so just to let you know, if you'd like to download our podcast, you can find us on Google Play. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Podbean, the app. You can also find us on our blog, Parareads. 
we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. material presented in this podcast is for general information only. Any opinions expressed in the podcast are those of the guest speaker who do not necessarily represent the views of City of Parramatta Council. City of Parramatta Council is not responsible for any injury, loss or damage which you may directly or indirectly suffer in connection with this podcast.